you guys and welcome back to another episode of That's My Personal Business. I am incredibly excited for today's episode. It is chaotic and fun and all over the place, so it's kind of a chiller episode with Gabe and Cami of Don't Take This Too Personally podcast. They are so fun. If you have ever met them or listened to their podcast, they are just like balls of energy. <laughs> and so we had a really fun time. I feel like I've never laughed harder on a podcast episode. So I'm excited for you guys to listen to this one. They talk about working with friends. They talk about the podcast. They talk about taking their business in different directions. So there's a lot of fun things in here that I'm super excited for you to listen to. Um, Any news on top of that? I don't know if you guys have heard. Actually, no, you haven't heard. We haven't announced it yet. But mark your calendars for the 18th photographers because something is coming that is very, very big. Something we haven't done in years because of the pandemic. Maybe something in person. So I literally can't wait I have been dying to see you guys in person again so something very exciting is coming the 18th mark your calendars because spots will be incredibly limited so you're going to want to get in on this so let's go ahead and dive into this podcast episode we will link their information for you guys in the show notes as always and if you love this episode please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review it means the world and let's get into it Okay, you guys, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hi. Hello. (laughs) Hello, hello. It's the fact that we've been talking for like 30 minutes and then I had to like stop and then start again. That was the least cool intro I've ever done on this podcast. (laughs) Welcome. It's never not going to be weird, you know? No, I'm like my brain glitched. Like we're used to it. (laughs) It's totally fine. Um, Would you guys like to introduce yourselves for us, Cammy and Gabe? Yes. Go first, Cammy. Okay. Um, hi. Dream come true to be on your podcast. Stop. Uh, career goals for sure. <laughs> I've been listening to yours forever, following you forever. This is so cool. Um, hello, my name is Cami Oliveria. I'm a full-time wedding photographer based in San Diego. And Gabe and I have a podcast called Don't Take This Personally, where we just give kind of no bullshit, no nonsense uh, business advice to creative people. Love. Gabe. Nice. Oh, hello. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm I'm Gabe Conover. Uh, we Cami and I are both here in San Diego, California. Um, and I, I, I guess I don't really get to call myself a wedding photographer anymore. <laughs> are you done? <laughs> yeah. So uh, for the last f- four years, I've been a full time wedding photographer, but this year's my last year. Um, and I just, I think I just announced that yesterday. So you I did. Congratulations. I did. Yeah. How does it feel? Um, Super good. Um, it's hard because I love people. I love parties. I love, you know, that vibe that weddings bring. But, you know, over the last couple of years, every one of us went through it. And I just, you know, had a lot of refocusing I had to do and realize some things that were just more important to me. And they're just not possible when I'm working every weekend. Uh, yeah. So that's the mm-hmm. biggest thing. It really, it really, it all comes down to wanting to stretch myself creatively uh, and then also not wanting to work on weekends anymore <laughs> which are great things both yeah. of those things are great yeah, yeah. totally totally that's perfect game. um literally as we were hopping on I was about to be like oh this is my first and then I was like my brain immediately just wanted to say three-way podcast and then I was yeah. like saying, saying the word three-way on the podcast I was like "Ooh," <laughs> but it's here now call so it, anyway call it our menage a podcast menage a pod the menage a pod did you plan that ahead of time? Did Gabe? you just title the podcast episode? It's the Menage Pod. 
I, I think that. you did. I don't even have to plan the podcast episode now. <laughs> Last Friday night, man. <laughs> yeah. So glad that is how we kicked this off. I love it. Perfect. I love to hear it. What a soundbite. Um, literally, that's the whole podcast episode. It's just <laughs> that. Minaj I'm feeling really witty right now. So thank you very much. Love that for you. Roll. Yeah, you, you kicked that roll. so well. This is like, also, I know it's the middle of the day for you guys, but this is my, my last thing of the day. And I'm like, this oh. is the best way to end my day is the oh, way yeah. the Menage pod. Yeah, because I'm three hours ahead of you guys. Nice. <laughs> I, mean, I love to wrong, end my Eden. day with a three-way. I love ending my work day with a three-way. I cannot stress Always. Crazy. <laughs> this is already going very well. This is well. already yes, going so well, just the way that I like it. Okay. Perfect. So I would love to know like how both of you got started in the industry. Like I love learning how people ended up in these careers. And then I would love for you to just kind of like take us along how you guys have now like merged into business, come out of the wedding industry, all that stuff. Like, but what is what is the origin? Where did we start? Um, so I have been a full-time photographer for almost 10 years which is crazy. It makes me feel really old to say that I've done anything for that long, but uh, I actually started my career in the wedding industry as a makeup artist. I'm a certified makeup artist. Oh. I did that first for years. My mom was a makeup artist. Um, when she passed away, when I was a teenager, like her little makeup artist friends took me in and was like, we're going to make you a little makeup artist. And I think they did that just to like, give me something to do. But then I actually like took to it. Um, and so I was like, that was one of my high school jobs. I was an assistant to this team of onsite, um, hair and, you know, makeup artists at weddings. So I, I mean, I've been in the wedding industry half my life now, which is pretty crazy. So I was a makeup artist at first. I thought I was going to do that forever. Um, it really hit a lot of the things I kind of require in a career. Like it was hands-on with people. It made people feel good. Like the personal piece was there and it was, you know, creative running my own business. I loved all that. Um, but you know, parents were like, you could do that forever, but you got to go to college. So I went to college and, um, found myself in the photo journalism program, um, just cause it was, didn't get into the art program and it was like the next best creative thing. Um, and so I studied photojournalism and along the way in college, some of my friends just started asking me to shoot their weddings. They knew I was really comfortable in the wedding environment because I was a makeup artist. Actually, those first few weddings, they were like, can you do the makeup for my wedding? But then also I don't have a photographer. Can you do that too? And oh my I was gosh. like, Two and one. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that. Like my first wedding, my very first wedding season, that's exactly what I did. I was like doing makeup at the weddings and then shooting them, which was fucking crazy. And I can't yeah, like it. the thought of that. <laughs> yeah. That's some like 20 year old energy stuff, you know, that mm -hmm. I had the energy to work for like 15 plus hours. Um, but yeah, so that's how I started. And then um, it was really clear to me that I was more passionate about photography. I just became fucking obsessed with it. Like I basically stopped doing school. I mean, I finished and did well because I'm just like good at school, but I would like be in the back row just like editing photos from sessions, you know, my last two years of school, like that's just where I was. Um, and by the time I graduated college, I was so busy shooting that I, that's just what I started doing. And I haven't done anything else ever since. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And so I started my career in Washington, born and raised um, right outside of Seattle. And then I moved 
to San Diego four and a half years ago. So I moved my business down, which was an ordeal, but um, I did it. And, um, you know, this is just the place for me to be a photographer year round wedding season. I'm way more inspired um, landscape and aesthetically and everything down here than I was in the Pacific Northwest. So yeah, that's about a, a bit of my journey. So I'm now, you know, f- almost 10 years into this full time living in San Diego. Um, you know, I think I want like a career change in the next handful of years, not a hundred percent out. Um, cause I do love shooting weddings. Um, but I just have like other goals and other dreams mm-hmm. now. So I'm not sure where that will take me necessarily, but um, I'm still in the thick of shooting weddings. I know Gabe's situation is a little different um, than mine, so I'm excited for him to share where he's going. But yeah, I'm still full in it. Like I have, you know, 35 weddings this year. I'm, you know, probably going to book 20 to 20 to 30 next year, but um, I just have like other business stuff I want to do. So Mm -hmm. um, for the past like five years, Cammie has been shooting like 50 to 60 weddings a year. I just want you to know that. What? (laughs) Yeah. And and if anyone's going to do it and do it incredibly, it's going to be Cammie. So uh, somehow her clients did not like, you know, feel like they were one of 50. Yeah, I my brain story, like can't even process that. I know yeah. it's pretty crazy. I've shot hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of weddings. Um, and you know why I shot that many is because in the transitional years of moving my business to California, I did that over the course of just over two years. And um, I had to get my business to a place where I could support me and my ex-husband when he was building his business when he got mm-hmm. down here. So um, I couldn't really be risky. So gotcha. I, there were two wedding seasons there where I was essentially shooting two wedding seasons in one. Like I would do like a Seattle mm-hmm. season and a San that. Diego season. I was just traveling back and forth. I did that for a few years. And then once I got here, I was still shooting a lot of Washington weddings because I was getting booked out further out than I was in California at the time. And mm-hmm. But then the California inquiries started coming and I didn't want to say no so that in future years I could keep them coming you know so yeah yeah, I am you know there were 2017 through 2019 intense burnout years I was shooting 50 to 60 weddings a year 2020 was supposed to be the year that I like planned my perfect year for myself Mm -hmm. I was so proud I just had three or four weddings every month all year long which is kind of my dream I like Mm -hmm. I'm a routine based creature um, I don't thrive with like extreme busyness and, ex- you know, followed by downtime. Okay. So mm-hmm. 2020 was my shit. It was supposed to be, you know, I was yeah. mm-hmm. I just shoot a few weddings a month all year long, no doubles. It was going to be like so balanced and amazing. And then I don't need to tell you what happened. Yep. Um, so then I, I was really resentful about 2021 because I was essentially in another burnout year that I didn't choose. Like I was like, man, I felt like I had like earned it and deserved it to not have to do that again. So that sucked. And I had to deal with a lot of feelings about that. But 2022 is better. Like it's kind of what I meant 2020 to look like, you know, I mm-hmm. have like a pretty even pace all year long. Um, but you know, this is something I'm excited to talk to you both about, but this job, I do feel like you age out of young. Yep. And mm-hmm. I turn 30 in a few weeks and I'm like, I already feel like I'm too old for this soon, which mm-hmm. I know might not be real. Um, but just like, I have other things I want to do and I'm tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my, <laughs> my threshold for what this job requires yeah. every year is like, um, so anyways, that's where I'm at. I'm still in the thick of it. I love it. I do love it. It like hits everything I need in terms of like the personal connection, creative, um, you know, it's service oriented, which is like where my heart is. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, 
I, I don't really know. I have some ideas of what's next, but mm-hmm. um, so I'm just kind of in the early stages of like, okay, so 2023, maybe I only book 20 and that allows time mm, for like, whatever. And slow ease out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at, but I'm not ready to stop. I still love it so much. I love you know? that for you. Yeah. It's me like, can't relate. I could not be shooting 40 weddings this year. I would die. <laughs> uh, well, I won't be anymore. You know, that was a, that was a different Cammy's mm-hmm. uh, dream, but also, mm-hmm. sorry, Gabe, I'm talking way too much. It's your turn to go soon. But no, like you're fine. before I lived in San Diego, I didn't care to work that much because I didn't like living in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't crave downtime. I didn't like crave time off or time with my people because I was just like, well, I don't really like leaving my apartment. So I might as well Mm -hmm. just be working because I'm depressed here. Yeah, Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like I can see the ways I've changed since I moved to San Diego. My desires have completely changed. Like I give a shit about having time off because I like, I have community here. Like I've never experienced and I love being outside and like put me on a rooftop with a margarita three times a week and Cammy's living her best life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so like my threshold and tolerance for busyness has just gone so down since I've moved here. And I think that's beautiful. Like I, I need, I want to talk about that more later. Cause I love yes. talking about that. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Cut me off. Again, this is where the thruple, the the three way <laughs> podcast. I'm like, this is so interesting. The little rotation. Mm-hmm. Well, and normally we're sitting together, but yeah, you know, we just did some crazy moving stuff this week. So you know, yeah, you know, you you wouldn't want to be here today. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So I um, I, I have a similar like creative starting point. Like I've always been creative when it comes to just like my life in general. It used to, it was music for a long time. It still is music, but I, I like started playing piano when I was four and, uh, have been doing that ever since the one year I went to college, I was a music major. And then I dropped out because no, thank you. Props mm-hmm. to you, Cammy, for doing what your parents wanted you to do. But if my parents said you should go to college, I'd be like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, picked up a camera when I was like 13, started taking pictures of bugs and stuff. And, uh, (laughs) bugs, 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 butterflies, hummingbirds, whatever was in my backyard. And then, uh, as my older brother was graduating high school, my parents were like, Oh, Gabe takes photos, take his senior photos. Then all of his friends started asking me one thing led to another. People started asking me to do weddings, blah, 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 blah. Um, do it for dirt cheap thinking a couple hundred dollars is so much money when you're oh, you know, yeah. 17 shooting your first wedding and, um, dude, you'd feel yeah, rich the- when you had a couple oh, hundred yeah. dollars at that age. Oh my I, God. I think my first one at 18, I charged you yeah, like $300. And I remember being like, I'm rolling in it. Like I'm the wealthiest <laughs> yeah. bitch around $300. Thought- <laughs> yeah. Exactly. When Instagram first came out, I had made a thousand dollars at some point, like doing shoots, and I used it to buy some new gear. And I literally remember taking a picture of a thousand dollars in cash in my hands and posting it on Instagram. Nice. And I'm just like baller. What a douche. No, that that was incredibly baller of you. <laughs> But literally at that age, a thousand dollars is like ten thousand dollars is to me now. Like so much money. Yeah, yeah. I get it. It was so much money. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, uh, I actually was, uh, worked in retail for five years at Starbucks. Um, and I did, I like started as a barista when I was 16, moved my way up to be a store manager. And I ran a store, I had 30 employees. It was a busy drive-through down here near San Diego state. Um, and then I hated it. And so I was like, oh, well, you know what? I think what, what happened is I happened upon this wedding in uh, Seattle, actually, which is random. My first so like random. out of, out of San Diego wedding. And because this couple was bringing me somewhere, I was like, oh, I actually need to take this seriously where I didn't really take it mm -hmm. very seriously before. So I didn't enjoy it too much. Um, so I was like, okay, like I'm going to take this seriously and put a lot of effort in, into it. And then I realized that, oh, when I'm like care about something, it like is fun. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Like I actually enjoyed the whole process with this specific client. And then the wedding was great. Like it was the first time I ever really tried to get to know someone. Uh, and they paid for my wife and I to go wine tasting the day before. And it was just like yeah. this fun experience. And so after that, I was like, hun, like, I hate my job. I gotta do something else. Like let's, maybe I can make this work. And so, uh, meanwhile, you know, I got married when I was 18. We had a kid when we were 19, we had, she was pregnant with our second when, uh, I did this wedding and then I came home and right when we were having, uh, our daughter, I took paternity leave and never went back. And Amazing. I had, I think I had for 20, it was 2018. I had five weddings on the books and I ended up doing 30 that year. Um, after just, I feel like, oh you know, gosh. what it is, is when you put yourself in a threat state, like where you're, mm -hmm. you have to make this work or you either have to go back to something you hate or, or you're literally going to go bankrupt. Um, it just forces you, it forces you to do a good job. And luckily mm -hmm. I was passionate about it and loved every second of it too. So that also helps. And then yeah, 2019, I did 50 weddings as well. And then was supposed to do that many in 2020 and then, uh, you know, whatever, Last year, 2021, I think I did like 55 or 60 and it was a nightmare. Um, How are you guys shooting this much? I did 40 one year and I thought I was going to die. We did think we were going to die. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. That's you're like, exactly crap. What yeah. That's exactly what it's like. And you just get really good at ignoring your own basic needs. Right. Oh well, and, God. and for the record too, like Cammy and I are fairly good at outsourcing too. And like, we have mm -hmm. a lot, like I have an assistant that works full time for me and like all of this, it, it's not like I'm working 80 hours a week, you know, uh -huh. it was more to me, it was more like physically exhausting and just kind of sad that I wasn't around to like do all the things my friends and my family were doing. So like missed out on a lot of family dinners and like, you know, hangouts with friends that are, that are happening and events and stuff like mm -hmm. that, which is the name, the main thing that really put this all in perspective for me. Um, and I'll then put yeah, a pause, and put a pause because when he shot that Seattle wedding is when he reached out to me the first time and we like with him not knowing I was going to move to San Diego, he was just reaching out to photographers or whoever, like being like, I'm coming to Seattle. Can I shoot you? And so he reached out to me to be like, can I shoot you and your husband? And I was like, mm, no, I'm too busy. Uh, you know, bitch. I, was, <laughs> I, was, I was so lame and such a snob. And then I moved to San Diego and we connected again um, and we got coffee and I was and you're like, like, no, I'm too busy. <laughs> And then we connected again, um, right around the time he was like, I'm going full time. Let's get coffee. And then I was like, weren't you the guy who reached out to me in Seattle? Um, and so it's just like such a funny full circle moment. So, okay. Unpause. Go. 
<laughs> so yeah, uh, 2021, uh, so 2020, uh, a couple things that I did, I did start a workshop brand with, uh, Noelle Johnson. Don't know if you know who she is. She used to mm, throw I've heard the of her, yeah. Alpine, Alpine Northwest workshops. And, um, we did like our first one in February of 2020. So like literally a couple weeks mm. before the shutdown started and it was in new Orleans mm. and it was unbelievable and fun. And I thought like, Oh, I'm going to like cut down on weddings and do a lot more of this. We had four more planned that we were going to launch for 2021. And then obviously that didn't happen or for 2020. And, um, so that kind of like shut that down. I, it's something I'm still open to, but eh, I don't know. I feel like the dream kind of mm. like got killed. <laughs> yep. I feel uh, that. And I also have major problems with how workshops go. Well, we mm-hmm. don't need to get into that though. Yeah. Um, and then last in October of 2020, I was like, Hey, like I'm kind of bored. Um, I, cause no one's getting married and I don't have really have much of a job. You know what I should do? <laughs> I should open up a studio. So I had the thought to make, like, create like a studio here, uh, in San Diego, just cause I, I had never really found one that I loved that was here. Um, Mm -hmm. and I mean, you came from LA, so, you know, like they're probably Mm -hmm. everywhere. San Diego has like, there were like one or two that were fine, but they did not really meet the expectations that I wanted for a studio. So I was like, fine, I'm going to do it myself. A week after having that idea, I signed a lease and (laughs) yeah, I opened up this studio and it's called good times here in San Diego, which was a pain in my ass for like the first nine to 10 months because dealing with the government and permits and shit like that is just Mm -hmm disgusting and terrible. And I, (laughs) I learned so much. I consider it my college experience. All the money that I spent learning about all of this is my college experience that I did not have. Um, yeah. And so that's been kind of popping off lately. And, um, I, at this point, like I really don't do anything because my assistant runs the whole thing and it's just passive income and she's fabulous. Like, however, what's your assistant? Jamie, Jamie, however you feel about her. That's how I feel about Bianca. She, we love literally can do anything and like could totally, I, yeah, I trust her wholeheartedly. Um, but yeah, so this year, the big step is I'm done with weddings after the end of this year. Um, and I'm now I'm forgetting it. Did we talk about this already here? Or was this before we started recording? <laughs> it might've been, I've been recording the whole time. So I'm like, if okay, anything, that's true. Splice a little, <laughs> well, but- I mean, it was before we started recording though. It was. Okay. Yeah, well, okay. Long Go ahead. story short, this is my last year shooting weddings. The last two years put a lot into perspective, obviously mm-hmm. for everyone, but for me, just because of the same reasons I mentioned, like I want my weekends back. I don't want to miss out on things. And then like energy level wise, like I'm in, I'm like the healthiest I've ever been in my entire life, but there's something about shooting multiple weddings in a row that like is just not normal. Uh, and like mm-hmm. the feeling you get after it, it's like, is this is this just like a thing? Like, am I, am I like aging quicker? <laughs> because mm-hmm. I feel like shit. <laughs> yeah. I cannot do doubles anymore. No, Mm-mm. it's terrible. It's oh, terrible. A double. I'm like, I'm convinced I would have to like take the whole week off after <laughs> just to like recover from a yeah. double. Like, yeah. I have never had a hangover as bad as like just the day after shooting multiple wedding. weddings. It's it your, at least for me, it's like my knees and yeah. my legs, like where yeah. I'll just be laying there and I'm like, everything hurts so bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. Why do I feel like I'm 90? Like, yep. yeah. Yeah. No, it's so, so true. Yeah. Okay, you well, get really I'm, good at just ignoring your needs. You yeah. Know? Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. Just the fact alone that we will like hold going to the bathroom for like eight <laughs> hours is insanity like 
And I'm, I'm gluten-free. And so the amount of times, like oh, I've shit. talked to the planner and like the couple to be like, Hey, like I have to eat. I cannot work a 12 hour day and not eat. Like I'm not a machine and they'll forget to give me gluten-free food. And they'll like hand me a plate of pasta. And I'm like, I'll die. Like I'm about to <laughs> die. <laughs> On your day. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah. No. I'm like, I've been standing for 10 hours. I haven't peed since 11 AM and it's like 9 PM now. Like, and now I'm not going to eat. It's yeah. No, it's a crazy job. Yeah. And I feel like you don't know how crazy it is until like you've done a few and then you're like, what is happening? Like what is going on? Yeah. It's so on your feet all day, but like, it's also like emotional stress because Mm -hmm. people are just stressful and they're stressed out on this day. So it's like Mm -hmm. this combo of physical, mental, emotional stress all at once for our job. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, it, it's a circus, honestly. Yeah, totally. Um, okay. So I would love to know, I wasn't planning on going this route, but I would love to talk to you guys about like being in business together, because I think like running a business with your friend is something that can either go really well or really poorly. So I would love to know like how you guys decided to go in on the podcast together. Like, what was that story? Like, like how did, how did we get here on the podcast right now? Oh, Gabe, do you want me to take it away? Yeah, you started it, so. <laughs> um, sure well, okay, so Gabe and I meet for that coffee. We become friends. At first, I didn't like him. Um, Stop. I was like, mm, I don't like this. It's guy. because I flashed thousands of dollars in cash to her, and I was like. <laughs> I was like, what Did I, I do? Like, my camera instant hold? douche. <laughs> it's cash. <laughs> it's just cash. No, there was just something that at the time I didn't understand, but I was just like, mm, I don't like this guy. Um, and, you know, like seeing someone who's in a threat state hustling so hard and it working is annoying and threatening. So like, it's all ego that you're just like, why is this person working so hard? You know, Um, but actually I like couldn't put my finger on why I didn't like him. And then um, he hosted like a little photographer's hang at his house or maybe it was your parents. I don't know. But it was my parents' house. Not important. House yeah. 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 Not important detail. But we were, um, you know, my ex-husband, husband at the time came with me and met Gabe and we were on the way back and he was like, you know why you don't like him? And I was like, why? And he was like, because I've never met someone who is literally exactly like you as this other, as Gabe. Like I've never met anyone who is your twin as much as this person. That's why you don't like him. Um, And once he pointed that out, I was like, oh my God, you're right. I'm just like threatened that there's this other high energy, insane person who's willing to work as hard as me. Because at the time, like I was the only one I knew who was willing to shoot 50 weddings a year. And I was the only one with so much energy. I get asked if I have Coke on me all the time, you know, like I, I was the only one I knew (laughs) who, (laughs) who provided that kind of experience um, until I met Gabe. And so once it was pointed out to me, like, you just don't like him because you're the same person. I was like, fuck, you're right. We should just like be friends. So uh, kind of ever since then, uh, we just like became really good friends. And, you know, whenever the four of us would get together, um, you know, it would we would always like attempt to have a game night, but we would just be talking until like the wee hours of the morning. I've never hung out with anyone as late into the night as I have with Gabe because we just can't shut the fuck up. You know, we're just like talking all night. We're just, you know, you know, having a drink, won't shut up. And so, you know, like my husband and I had a podcast for a while ourselves. And then like, you know, it just kind of naturally ran its course. Mm -hmm. And he was like, 
you know who you need to have a podcast with Gabe. Like that's a way better idea. Like you should be doing this with him. And I was like, that's a really good idea. Uh, (laughs) I was like, you're fucking right. Um, So yeah, then I went to him and was just like, what do you think of joining forces? I didn't know it was going to be a podcast at first. I was like, we just need to do something together. Like there's obviously something here. Like we need to like go in on some sort of education together or something. I've never really been passionate about workshops. So that wasn't the thing Mm -hmm. that came to me. But I was like, we need to do something together. Um, and I was like, maybe a podcast. I don't know. And what I love about Gabe is within like, he, you know, at the time he didn't really react. So I was like, oh, okay. Maybe he doesn't think that's a good idea. But then within two weeks, he was like, okay, Cammy, come to my studio so we, we can like create a launch plan. I'm thinking we launch by mid-February and, blah, 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 and I was like, whoa, okay, we're doing this. So that's kind of how it started. And um, we've been at it for about a year now. Love. Okay. Very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say that, um, is this actually really funny that you asked this question right now? Because my wife and I were talking, uh, this morning uh, or yesterday about, um, like going into business with people. And like, it's really hard to find other business owners who are as like motivated as I am. And Mm -hmm. Cami is one of the only people that I've ever met that does match my level of like drive and like wanting to like really push hard to create something awesome. That's successful. Like we both have very success driven, like mindsets, yeah. <laughs> like we're not fulfilled unless we are the best at what we do, you know? So or working towards it. And that's why, like, it. we're the only people I know who will like work 50 weddings a year, even if it almost kills us. Like we just do right. it anyways and figure mm-hmm. it out later. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it was just one of those things where I was like, you know what? I was actually thinking about it. Like Cammy is the only person that I've ever like really gone into business with that. I've been like, oh, like this is totally an even like amount of work we are all doing. And like, we have like the same mindset. We read each other's minds. Like when she has an idea, she says it to me and I'm like, oh my God, like I was kind of thinking about that yesterday and vice versa. Um, so us working together, I do not think is a fair comparison for anyone. (laughs) Because it just is so natural and easy yeah. for us. Um, like we we record episodes of our podcasts and we hardly prep for them. And we still have so much like to talk about because our minds are always in the same place. Yeah. So it's I guess well, I think that's unique. like, I think that's like still helpful though. Cause I think that's what you have to look for when going yeah. into business with people. I wouldn't do this with anyone. That's a great point. Yeah. That's like I think, I think that's super helpful because I even like, I actually am recording a podcast episode next week to talk about how, like, I did have a friend that like helped me with my business in the beginning of my career where like, we did not align that well, but I still like, we kind of like went in on things together and it ended up blowing up and going really poorly. And like, I think now at the stage that I'm at, like, I, again, I think it's helpful because it's like, I wouldn't go into business with someone unless I knew it was going to be an equal effort. And I knew it was going to be aligned because those are things that weren't aligned back then. Like, and had I known that I wouldn't have let them into my business. Um, if I knew to look out for that. And so I think that's like still very helpful that like you guys are so similar and so aligned in your energy. And that's the kind of thing that you have to look for in terms of starting a business or any kind of like joint venture with a friend. I don't know if I would do it with anyone besides Gabe um, because I haven't met anyone who matches my level of crazy until I met him and he exceeds it. Um, And I've always had this problem, like in my friendships and relationships, whatever it is, 
I've always felt like the crazy one, or it's very hard when you feel like (laughs) the people around you, like don't match your level of ambition or drive or whatever. Um, it can be really hard. So I have found a very valuable friend in Gabe and like noticed so many incredible positive changes in my life just from like us doing this podcast together. We spend time together every single week. And like, I'm a huge believer that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Like, I think who you surround yourself with is one of the most important choices you can make. And so, you know, what I've seen just in my own mindset and approach to life and business, just from like spending intentional time with him on a very regular basis is huge and it's important and it matters. Um, yeah. So that's what I think about oh, that. You're nice. Uh, whatever. <laughs> bar, bar, um, Ditto. But I also, because, because he works so hard and, you know, exceeds my level of crazy. I think there's just like a mutual trust between us to like do what we say we're going to do and do it well. Like I would never feel the need to like look over his work of something. Like I just oh, like trust, goodness, trust same. him to handle, handle his shit. And like, you know, when I'm in like a, I've had like a crazy handful of months, which is like lots of life transition. I'm just slightly spacier than normal. He still trusts me, but he's just like, Hey, did you do that thing yet? And I'm like, it happened yesterday or the other day. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, I almost finished that task. Thank you for reminding me to finish it. Um, and then that was it. That was it for the day, you know? So yeah, that that's how I feel about doing business with this man. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You see what I have learned through doing business with Cammy, and then also just, I have done business with a few other people in the past. And even, even when I was a store manager at Starbucks and I had all of these employees that had different strengths and stuff like that, I think that for a long time, I was like, always like Cammy and I's relationship. It's so easy. Like our business relationship is so easy. And I was always looking for like people like Cammy to like do business with, because I knew that if I could find that person, well, then we're just going to be doubly as successful because you know, we're, we're both crazy when it comes to like our ambition and our drive. Um, but the reality is that there's not very many people like that out there. And so instead of looking for business partners in the future, like for different things that I want to do, my goal is to just like find people who are just really good at things that I'm not good at, um, Mm. that they don't need the drive that I have. They just need to be, you know, those people that are really good at routine, for example, or really good at like, I don't know, just like a bunch of different things that I do not have those skills. And I'll just pay them, pay them to do a job mm-hmm. instead of being like, Hey, let's go in on this together, split profits, yada, yada. It's like, no, like I know that I'm really good at like organization and like making things happen. So I'm going to be able to handle it. And I will pay you <laughs> to do the jobs that I do not have time for, or the jobs mm-hmm. that I'm just not good at. Um, look at Cammy with her little laptop up. <laughs> Her sad laptop. Oh, yeah. It's so at we, least we a are... good phone prop now. That's so true. prop my phone up. A tripod. <laughs> yeah. So we're very lucky. We're very lucky that like there there were two of us here in San Diego who had similar ambitions, similar goals. Um, because yeah. it, it really just makes this easy. My the easiest part of my weekly routine is doing the podcast with Cami. I'm not even. But it's joking. fun. Like, it's oh, literally so easy. <laughs> like so we have a day easy. we do it. We take care of everything that one day and then we're like, okay, done. Like now we can mm-hmm. do our other things. So and I something I know we both value outsourcing when necessary, actually not even when necessary, just to make life easier. And mm-hmm. so he, I mean, I knew he would be on board to like start outsourcing some podcast tasks before we even made any money. Like I knew mm-hmm. he'd be like, yeah, duh. Like 
no brainer, you know, whereas Mm -hmm. like, I know other people that would be a harder sell, but like, we both are really aligned with like how we feel about spending our business resources and and stuff. So that felt good too. Good. I love that. What's been like your guys's favorite part of working together on the podcast? Um, number one thing is, this is such an easy answer. Uh, kind of what Cami was saying that we are forcibly <laughs> spending a lot of time with each other every weekend mm-hmm. or every week weekend. Um, sometimes we party on the weekend. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and, and that is literally forcing us to like have someone that one, like we kind of keep each other accountable because we both challenge each other to be successful. It's not like, you know, I'm like texting her like, Hey, like make sure that you get all your work done this week. But mm-hmm. just the reality of like having Cammy around all the time forces me into this mindset of like, Oh, like Cammy is doing really well. I need to keep up with her and vice mm. versa. And so we learn we have learned so much from each other over the last year. And then on top of that, like we get all these great guests, you know, that we have these conversations with and they're just, you know, like podcasts are free in a way, you know, I'm using air mm-hmm. quotes, you know, like people come on to podcasts to share knowledge literally for free. And yep. it's, it's such an awesome experience for us to be having the real life conversations because we know the questions that will be so valuable to our listeners. And then just to us and like selfishly, we can just be like, please like, just <laughs> tell us how you did this. And like, it's mm-hmm. the growth and learning that has come from it is it's, it's unbeatable, honestly. Oh, so, yeah. What's yeah. kind of been like your guys's like what has the podcast done for your business? What were you hoping it would do? And how has that kind of resulted? Oh my God. What a good question. Um, we didn't, I don't know about you, Gabe, but like, I didn't start this being like, I hope it results in this necessarily. I just knew that we're both really aligned with how we approach our business in terms of um, we're business oriented people in a way that we have seen a lot of photographers are not. And so totally, we just came together and like asked what our purpose was. And it was just to educate and entertain and maybe be a platform. Um, I, I mean, you, we'd be naive if we're like, we hope we don't make money on this podcast, you know, mm-hmm. like, of course, like we were hoping it would yeah. be like, it could be a source of income for us. Um, and we knew that like, our forces combined would be entertaining and educational. Um, and I would say it has done that. We've set out to do that. Um, and I, th- I think we were both interested in seeing it be like a launching point for what could be next for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're both still kind of in the middle of that. So it's hard to say if it's done that. Mm-hmm. What do you have a different answer? There is nothing like else that has really showcased our personalities than mm. the podcast. Like, you know how awkward it is to get on a fucking like Instagram story and be like, Hey guys, <laughs> like, it's terrible. Also, it's Hey guys. Every time I can try not to say, Hey guys, I can't not say it. It's the only thing that'll come out of my mouth. Or yeah. starting with. So, so today blankety blank. And, but this I'm just is hopping like, on. I'm literally hopping on to say this. Uh, this is like so much better because it's two of us are having like a conversation, you know, like there's nothing awkward about it. There's no like awkward silences. There's no, what are like trying to figure out what to say next. And yeah. people like our clients watch our podcast, like all of these other creative people watch our podcast that weren't even like our initial audience. And they all know us so well, just because we're like yelling at them for 30 minutes every week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the reviews that we get for our podcasts are all so similar. It's like, 
oh, like Gabe and Cammy are crazy and wild and they're so entertaining. And it's one of the first things they say. And we're like, wow, like people knew that about us when they would come into contact with us, you know, at weddings and stuff. But now everyone has the opportunity to know that. And yeah. so from a business perspective, it really is like just an awesome way to sell our personalities. <laughs> totally. That's a really yes. good point. Cause I yeah. struggle putting myself out there, but doing it with someone who like brings out the best in me. Um, and like, you know, we just fucking egg each other on. And so like, I feel like we are our craziest crazy when we're together. Um, and it's fun to put that out there and in a way where you don't just have to hop on Instagram stories or something, you know? And yeah, like you said, our, our couples watch this and like other, other, you know, and we say watch because we also put it on YouTube. Um, so like, you know, people watch it and, um, you know, for me, like it was cool, you know, when we've seen like big, bikes and listeners or after we have a new big guest like I'll like sell a bunch of presets or something so Mm -hmm. I'm like I can't deny that like the exposure um Mm -hmm. is good for everyone and like Mm -hmm. indirectly like can help with some passive income streams and stuff so um Mm -hmm. we I would we'd be lying if we didn't say that wasn't part of it and it Mm -hmm. and that has happened so that's cool I think the cool thing is that like you know it is a creative podcast so I'm going to be in the creative industry my whole life. I'm not going to be doing the same thing my whole life, but I will be in this industry my whole life. Mm-hmm. And the reality of this podcast is that like it is going to benefit us no matter what we decide to do in this It can industry. grow with us. It will grow with us and the like following will grow and expand depending on what we are doing, you know, like, so for this year, for example, like I'm done with weddings, but I'm getting into fashion and I want to start my own line and I want to do vintage resale and all of this different stuff that is new to me. That's going to attract like a totally different crowd. And we're going to have, you know, different types of guests on, we're going to grow with it. And it's just so, it's so cool that it's just so adaptable. And I think we both have things down the line for us game, you know, in the, in the first wave before me of like, what's next for us. That will be so interesting to keep unpacking and like learning, like as we both, cause we're both driven and entrepreneurial. So whatever our businesses are, it's going to be fucking interesting. I can promise yeah. you that much, you know? <laughs> oh, I believe um, it. Being on the phone with you guys for an hour. I know I can agree. <laughs> you know? So whatever we decide to do, it's going to be interesting. And there will be lots to talk about as it unfolds. So I, I really like the idea that even when our time with weddings slows down or comes to an end, like this will grow with us. Um, and hopefully just like keep following our journeys in a way that people can like learn from while being entertained at the same time. I love that. Okay. So what's yeah. next? What's next you guys? Like what's on the horizon for the podcast for your guys' ventures together and apart? Like, what are you excited for in the new year? Game should take this away. <laughs> so yeah, as I said, I, I, this is my last year shooting weddings. Um, and to go a little bit more into that decision, it really just all stemmed with from like 2020 being a year where I, we had nothing, you know? And so like, mm-hmm. I'm not someone who can just do nothing, but I also, did have a lot of like really cool experiences in 2020 with like my family and some like really close friends that like I had time for and had the opportunity for like, just like relaxing real life stuff that I never really allowed myself to do before. An example would be like my community. We have a house here and we're in like this cute little community. We have a park that's just private for our like community and it's got tennis courts and a playground a volleyball court and a basketball court. And so like we would have friends over and we would all just like literally have just like an you know a park day you know it's stuff that like I've never done before and it's so like 
<laughs> it sounds like, you know, like the classic, like family stuff that everyone does that I've, I've never been like a classic traditional, like family, like my family style is very different. And we're, we, we don't like, you know, allow our kids to just keep us from doing things. <laughs> um, That's the dream. So yeah. they are yeah. what makes me feel like I could do it too. You know, if I'm like, <laughs> we Man, love that. they don't have to hold That's you sweet. back. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Like they're number one, but they are not like something that something that I think my parents did was like really just make their lives about us, which of course is very important. And I'm very glad that I had that instead of the opposite, but I do like look back and go like, why didn't you guys like do stuff together? Why didn't you go on trips? Why didn't you, you know, do this stuff? So it stemmed from 2020, me being allowed to have some more like relaxation and then 2021 just being a shit show of like, wow, this is way too much. And like Cami and I both overbooked ourselves because we assumed everyone was going to cancel again and like Mm -hmm. we needed to make money. So, but then everything happened and like, you're like, okay, yeah, this is good. Like from a money perspective, but holy shit, like I'm, I'm dying. Um, Mm -hmm. I cannot continue to do this. And so those two little combos were made me just kind of like have an awakening. It was just like, okay, like Gabe, you said that the moment that you were done, like you're going to be done. And, and like, I went into this thinking I'm probably only going to do this like full-time for five years. This is my fifth year. What do you know? It's happening. Like kind of exactly how I thought it would. Well, so at, during this year, like, you know, luckily we get our income set up for us like a year in advance because, you know, we get deposits and then, but my deposit is small and I get pretty much the chunk of my change a month before the actual wedding. So this year I'm set up. So instead of like really pouring into like booking for next year and advertising and stuff like that, I'm actually just taking this year to totally transition into a different Mm -hmm. industry, which as I mentioned is the fashion industry. And, um, I'm really interested in big goal would be like starting my own line. Um, I I really want to get into like men's pants specifically, um, and make them just totally like, I I love the seventies because I feel like clothing then was more artistic and just like it, it added shape. It wasn't like overwhelming necessarily, but like the way that flares look, for example, like they add shape to people's bodies and it's not like this, these skinny jeans that like look mm-hmm. <laughs> like blocks on everyone. It does not matter what body type you have. Like they just sausages. are so interesting <laughs> sausages. And I, I, you know, don't get me wrong. Like we've all been there, but like, I just, I love that especially now in today's culture, like there is nothing that isn't in style. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone has like different artistic interests that change constantly and people are allowed to thrive off of it now. Um, especially in places like where we live here in San Diego, LA, you know, New York, mm-hmm. people are just like, do not care what you look like anymore because everything mm-hmm. is in. And I think that's awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm for the first time ever allowing myself to slow down. So like for the next couple months, for example, I don't have a wedding till April. I'm literally just kind of coasting a little bit. I'm learning how to sew, not because I'm going to sew all of these clothes, but because I know I need to know how everything works when I am starting to really push this forward. Um, so I'm learning how to sew. I'm learning all about like vintage clothing and resale, just so I have this knowledge for when I'm really ready to take off. So you would be proud of me, Cammie. I'm actually taking it slow this time. And I know that taking it slow to me, I'm already like applying for business licenses and stuff like that. That's crazy. But 
in reality, I am allowing myself to coast a little bit and I'm hey. not setting major goals for myself right now. <laughs> so. we, love we, make our, we make our own rules, you know, Gabe should do. do Gabe and anything Gabe does is successful. So I know That's you'll sweet. be fine. Thank you. Thank yeah, That's you. very exciting. I'm excited yeah. to see all of it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm excited to just kind of learn, learn again. Yeah. I haven't like yeah. really learned something from the ground up for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I was just talking fun. to my friend about that as like mm-hmm. adults in their careers. I feel like we don't learn new things like we used to. Totally. And I like, it's one of my big things this year is I'm like, I need to like exercise my brain because I know my stuff really well. And that's kind of it. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's really frustrating, honestly, because when you are an expert in something, you just want to be an expert in everything right mm-hmm. away because like you know photography is it, it is so easy for me at this point that I just oh, like, yeah, second nature you don't even think about it but now I'm like sewing and I'm like what the fuck is yeah. going on it's exciting <laughs> it's a yes. shit show and I am a disaster and I want it to be perfect and it's not going to be that way it's so, exciting and humbling to not be good it at is humbling. For it's very humbling. You're right. You're right. <laughs> the perfect word for learning new skills. It is humbling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Humbling. Yeah. 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 So what about you, Cam? Well, I mean, I feel like my answer is so boring next to Gabe's because he's clearly in like a huge what's next life transition, which is so exciting. And I'm so glad he's finally come out with the information so that we can like talk about it more, especially yeah. on the podcast. Like Yes. As learning, you know, so that's kind of what's new, what's next for the podcast, I guess, is I'm very excited to start to talk more about what you're transitioning. Um, totally. Like, whereas for a while we were like kind of quiet about it as makes mm-hmm. sense, you know, so I'm really excited to, to be along the journey, you know, with you in that. Um, what's next for me um, is I'm just like coming out of an incredibly traumatic six months of like my marriage ending and, um, you know, a whirlwind of like my marriage ended and I fell in love and now he Mm -hmm. moved in and, uh, we, you know, it's so like, honestly, what's next for me is mostly like personal transition. Um, and just like, I'm, you know, I don't have a what's next business goal this year. I have a solid amount of weddings that I know I'm going to do really great at, but I just need like a second to catch my breath and kind of settle in settle into life a little bit and just, you know, do some personal transformation kind of stuff. But I mean, career wise, what's next for me is, um, you know, like my boyfriend's a chef and him and I have like, a he's like the first person I've ever been with who I'm like, dude, your, your crazy matches mine. Like your dreams are just yes. as big as mine. Um, and our forces combined, like once we met, it's almost like the rest of my life made sense in like, whoa, mm. this is like what my career has been what has been bringing me to. And like for Mm -hmm. years, I've been like, what's next? What happens when I'm too old for wedding photography or just want to be done or whatever it is. And I've been like, dude, do I go back to school? Do I need to have my plan? Like what's next? What's next? Um, and then like meeting him and the dreams we share together, I'm like, Oh my God, like it all makes sense to me. What's next for me. Um, and so it's like way too early for me to be like, let me tell you what we're doing. But, Mm -hmm. um, I just have like a piece for the first time of like, okay, like when I'm ready to start slowing down with weddings, we have some very exciting things in the works that I'm probably like one year behind Gabe and like the career transition. So, um, I'm excited to like be along the journey with him and, you know, talk to him about his transition, especially on the podcast. And then when it's Mm -hmm. time for me to do mine, I'll do the same. Um, but that's, what's next for me. Just some like personal, personal I love that. Yeah. I think both of those things are so exciting in like equal ways. And 
I, the like two year period after my divorce was like, lit, has been like some of my favorite period. Like, no, not some of it has been the, like my favorite period of my life. So I'm excited for you. Cause I think taking the time to just like really focus on that growth is like so beautiful. So I'm so excited to see what happens for both. Yeah. Of you. So exciting. Yeah, I think yeah. Gabe and I have a pretty spicy year or two ahead. You know, we do. You're absolutely right. We yeah. do have a spicy year. Yeah, it's us. Really- I feel like people hate us for that at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just knock it out of the park over and over and over again, and I'm excited <laughs> to keep watching it. Yeah, it's, it's something. <laughs> okay, well, to wrap up, two things. One, we end every podcast by asking our guests what the best piece of advice is that they've ever received. And I give no (laughs) warning. I just throw you in. I have an answer right away. Go. All right. My whole life growing up, my dad was like, you you know, I've always been a creative person always. Um, And from a little, from me being a little kid, my dad was always like, you can be the best musician in the world. At the time it was music. I thought where I was going, but like, you can be the best artist in the world, uh, but if you're not kind, you're not hardworking, you're not smart, you don't care about the business, whatever you're good at won't fucking matter. So like take the rest of it seriously. And that's what sets mm. out, like that's what sets apart like creative people and successful business people. Like the, that is what makes the difference. Mm. Um, so for me, like as I was starting my career, the, the art of it has always come second. And like, first it was like, if I'm customer service driven and I treat people well and I'm kind and smart and learn about the business, um, the, the skills will catch up, uh, and the creative part will catch up. But, um, Mm -hmm. that was, I don't even think he like understands like how much that piece of advice has shaped my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was just some some good old dad advice that I literally love that. shaped the trajectory of my entire yeah, life. And we love career. a precious dad <laughs> advice. Yeah. Um, mine is from a movie uh, that came out fairly recently, like within the last few years, called Big Time Adolescence, and it's Pete Davidson. Uh, mm. And it is uh, something that the I don't even know. It doesn't even matter. One of the, one of the characters in it says to someone. Um, people don't care what you're going to do. They care what you are doing. Mm. And this is something that I see a lot in, especially like the creative industry is a lot of people like kind of like expressing their big dreams, like to everyone, like no matter, like, you know, even if they don't have any intention of doing anything for a while, Mm -hmm. or maybe just don't even have the capability of doing it for a while. And I'm very much an internal processor. So even when I have, like a lot of my ideas, like, you know, they come as a shock to everyone because for the first time, like they're hearing about it from me, but it's been in my mind and been something I've been wanting to do for a long time, but I'm just kind of like processing the possibilities of it for a while. Um, even my wife, like I'll, I won't tell her like exactly what I'm like dreaming into the future because I don't like to say those things out loud until I know that I can actually make them a reality. And so that, that is my biggest piece of advice, especially when it comes to entrepreneurial work and just the creative industry is like, stop telling people like all of these big things that you're going to do, unless you actually have plans to make them happen, because then you're just like tugging them along for nothing. And people are going to kind of like, kind of like, you're kind of like the boy who cried wolf in a way. Like you just keep Mm -hmm. saying things that are just not happening. They're not going to happen. And there's nothing that pushes you to like do it until you actually like have a plan. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's great advice. Thank you both. 
No, I love it. Um, okay. So tell us where we can find you guys on the interwebs. What are all of the handles? We'll obviously link them in the show notes, but tell us where people can follow you. So you can find me at Cami Olivaria, K-A-M-I-O-L-A-V-A-R-R-I-A. Um, and our podcast is at don't take this personally dot podcast. Oh man, I have too many. <laughs> I know. For whenever I'm asked that, I'm like, wait, is that our podcast handle? That's <laughs> yeah, true. I think that's um, right. So yeah, my name is the easiest way to find me, Gabriel Conover. That's where I am on all social platforms. Luckily, I'm the first Gabriel Conover to snatch them all. We love um, that. And then, yeah, I have a couple other businesses. One is my studio I have here in San Diego, which is uh, called Good Times. You can find it on Instagram. It's goodtimes.sd and it's G-U-D, not G-O-O-D. And then I have, uh, you know, at this point, I will have done a little soft launch of my little vintage brand. (gasps) So Uh, exciting. So that Instagram is uh, mom thinks I'm cool, which is mom.thinks.imcool. I'm dot cool. Something like that. <laughs> um, okay. You'll we'll link me. it. Game, yeah. something you should do on your, um, your vintage pod, uh, podcast account is teach gals like me what shoes to wear with flares. Cause I would love to wear flares. It's way more flattering for my body type. Um, but I will not do it because I don't know what shoes to wear with them. So Piece dress cake, me. Dude, I got you. Dress me. <laughs> Teach me. I've already got ideas. We love a good yeah. content brainstorm. <laughs> That's great. I should make a reel about it. Literally. <laughs> you literally should. I, I don't have shoes to wear with flares. I just have Vans. <laughs> I would wear Vans with anything. I wear, yeah. I do wear Vans with everything. Can I, I wear Vans with flares? You can, I mean, like I told you, nothing, everything is You're in right. style. Everything is in style. <laughs> You're right. And if like, yeah. it looks weird, you can just be like, it's camp. That's what I tell it's myself. Camp. Oh, nice. That's how I get away it's with so half right. of my like sweatpants <laughs> outfits right now in the city. I'm like, it's ironic. <laughs> nice yeah, it's funny because you're literally so right <laughs> yeah so it's yeah. fine anything else everything's in style everything else okay well thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast yes. it was so lovely to yes. have you oh, it was so fun thank so you fun. so much Such so a fun dream come true to be on your podcast eden this is you I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a good cry about it later oh my gosh probably. stop i'm gonna have a good cry i'm gonna have a good cry oh. listening back to menage a pod later yeah. <laughs> Man, full circle. We, the, full we circle. have been at this a while. That we like have been here ago. for a second. Um, I think it was hours ago. It was an hour and a half ago. So we have moved <laughs> into the second hour. Perfect. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys again for coming on. And thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye.